0: Welcome to the First and Goal Show Week 1 DFS Podcast brought to you by DrRoto.com. I'm Lou Landers. Follow me on Twitter at LandersTalks. And on this show, I'm going to talk about my favorite DFS plays for single entry and double up contests. My plays are geared towards draft game scoring and pricing, of course, for more DFS advice. Come to our members-only Discord at drroto.com, where you will have advice all throughout the week, leading right up to kickoff and our Sunday morning Discord show featuring Dr. Roto himself. Now let's get to some of these plays here this week. We'll go position by position, starting with the quarterbacks. I'm loving some Justin Herbert this week. He's $6,900 taken on the Miami Dolphins at home. Herbert, one of the top passers in the entire NFL. Really, this season, you're looking at a 5,000-yard, 30-plus touchdown season from him. And if his wide receivers stay healthy, maybe even more. They are already going to this week one matchup against the Dolphins healthy, and they're going up against the defense. They're ranked 28th against the pass last season, 25th in points allowed. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Both. Teams, great offensive ball clubs, and probably going to be the highest-scoring game on this slate. So you do want to consider the Miami side of things too. um Using a guy like Tua Tagovailoa with one of Hill or Waddle is certainly encouraged. If you do decide to use the Charger side of it, which I really do like with Herbert and then one of Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, more on that later. You could look at running back Raheem Mostert if you want to have shares on both sides. So you go. Chargers and run that back with some Raheem Mozart. Over to another quarterback here. We got Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 6,500 this week, heading to Indianapolis. Lawrence developed into really one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy. As the season progressed last year, the Jags added more weapons for him. You look at Calvin Ridley, he's going to make an impact. They added rookie running back Tank Bigsby, he can make an impact. Of course, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, Zay Jones, all. All noteworthy returnees. I even like Lawrence on his own this week without any other Jags because I do think he's going to spread the ball around and beat up on a very weak, weak Colts team. So you could use Lawrence and you could even pair him with some of his players or you could use him, as I like to say, naked, all alone and worry about other stacks in other places. Quarterback Derek Carr, $5,300 of the New Orleans Saints. He'll be making his Saints debut at home against the Tennessee Titans. And he's not someone who I would consider to be an elite quarterback, of course, but his price is indicative of that, of the cheap quarterbacks. He's probably my favorite. He's got a good matchup. He's got good receiving weapons. I do think the saints will be airing the ball out early going this season, especially while Alvin Kamara is serving a suspension while Michael Thomas is healthy. And of course they have number one wide receiver, Chris Olave um, who. Was one of the better receivers in the NFL already, and with Thomas Healthy, is an excellent one-two punch. You look at this Titans defense. They ranked dead last in the league last year against the pass. They were number one against the run. So if you want to beat the Tennessee Titans, you got to pass, pass, pass. And that's what the game plan is going to be for the New Orleans Saints, which is why I like Derek Carr. Over to the running backs. Joe Mixon of the Bengals, $6,800 at the Cleveland Browns. Mixon, the clear number one back in this offense. He's going to see a lot of volume, so that makes him a great choice on his own this week. He goes up against this Browns team that was 25th in the league against the run last year. They were 27th against running backs in fantasy last year. Joe Burrow is suiting up for this game, so the Bengals offense should be all systems go, and that is a positive for Joe Mixon. J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens, 6,600 against the Houston Texans. Dobbins healthy entering the season. He's in the contract year, so if there's a time for this guy to have a big season and stay healthy, this has got to be it. He's the RB1 in this Baltimore offense. Lamar Jackson's healthy. He's a threat to run. Dobbins is going to have plenty of rushing lanes to pick up big-time yardage, and they're playing a team in the Texans who ranked dead last versus running backs last year in fantasy. And you got to love this game script for Dobbins as well. The Ravens are double digit point favorites in this game. They're going to be heavy on the ground in the second half. And J.K. Dobbins is the guy who's going to get the majority of those carries. So I really like him this week at 6,600. A bit of a cheaper running back here in Brian Robinson Jr. of the Commanders. 5,100 against the Arizona Cardinals. And... Antonio Gibson is going to fill in for him at times. He's going to chip into some of the touches overall. But Gibson, more of the pass catching back in this offense. Robinson going to see more carries, the majority of the carries, it seems. And he's in a good matchup this week. Firstly, Cardinals ranked 29th versus the run last season. But Washington is a big favorite in this game. And similarly to the game script with Dolphins that I mentioned, you're going to expect Washington to kind of ground and pound a lot in the later stages of this game. That's Robinson's job on this team. So I like him at a cheap price to rack up yards and score a touchdown, move things over to the wide receiver position. We'll start with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams of the chargers against the Miami dolphins. They're both great options this week to stack alongside quarterback, Justin Herbert. I do think, you can have success if you want to use both players, considering the Dolphins' past defense was atrocious last year. However, I say that. Me personally, not going to put all my eggs into one basket here. I prefer to use one or the other. You look at Allen, more consistent, more reliable option, which is why he's priced at 7300 compared to Williams, who's priced at 5700 So in a double-up contest... I'd probably prefer Allen for that floor, but in a single-entry contest, I'm looking at Williams' price. I know he has potential to have as big a game as Keenan Allen. I'm going with Williams for the potential, the big-time, the ceiling play, and at that price. But again, both great options. Chris Olave, I mentioned him briefly when talking about Derek Carr. I like him a lot this week. If you're using Carr for sure, even if you're not using Carr, Olave is in a good matchup. Uh, Olave is taking on this Titans defense. They're great against the run, as I mentioned earlier, but they're really bad against the pass. They were ranked last in fantasy against the wide receivers a year ago. Chris Godwin, $5,900 of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. Now. I look at Godwin, I look at his teammate Evans. Both are in what looks to be a very good matchup, taking on the Vikings. They were torched through the air last season, ranked 30th in the league in points against. I do prefer Godwin this week over Evans, and here's why. Simply based on a 5900 price for Godwin compared to the 6300 price for Evans, it's enough for me to lean the way of Godwin. However, I also look in Essie Evans dealing with a minor groin injury. He's expected to play, but there's a good chance he isn't at 100%, which seems to be the case a lot with Mike Evans. So if I can get a player who has just as much floor and just as high of a ceiling for a lesser price who's healthy, it seems like a no-brainer to me. I'm going with Chris Godwin. How about Debo Samuel of the 49ers? This guy's only $5,500 this week. Taking on the Steelers... And I look at this as an opportunity to strike, because Debo is probably going to be the cheapest. you'll get him all season long. He has an injury history, some questions surrounding Brock Purdy, a quarterback. So I would I understand maybe why 5,500 is his price. Plus the Steelers have a pretty good defense, but when healthy, Debo Samuel is a beast. Really, he's second to none in the league after the catch. He's one of the most skilled players at the wide receiver position. They use him in the backfield as well. So, again, Steelers matchup, sure, it's not great. But Debo, at his price, has wide receiver one upside for the price of a wide receiver three. I can't pass that up. I don't think you should either. Moving things on to the tight end position, starting with Tyler Higbee of the Rams. $4,800 taken on the Seattle Seahawks. He's... Higby, the one real trustworthy pass-catching option in this offense. While well, Cooper Cup is sidelined, he's got a rapport with Matthew Stafford. He's going to see a ton of targets this weekend. Has a great matchup versus Seattle, who struggled defending tight ends last season, ranking 31st. So maybe Higby doesn't have immense upside, but he's relatively affordable—not cheap for a tight end—but he, this guy, could bring in eight or nine catches with the amount that. The Rams are going to have to throw the ball and with the lack of weapons around Matthew Stafford right now. Over to Gerald Everett of the Los Angeles Chargers, 4,300 taken on Miami. Now, Everett's not cheap, but he is cheaper than a number of the other productive tight ends this week. Also, you look at his matchup. Miami, they were 27th in the league last year against the tight end position. And if you are talking about stacking Justin Herbert like we have been so far on this pod, then Gerald Everett is a nice option. But only if you're stacking Chargers or Dolphins not outside this game. If you're stacking this game or one of the sides, I like Gerald Everett. Otherwise, you can stay away and go to Higby or this next guy in David Njoku of the Cleveland Browns. He's 4200 at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Bengals, they ranked 23rd in fantasy last year against the tight end position. Not not terrible, but clearly not very good. Njoku played one game against them last season. Nine targets, seven catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. If you look at this Browns passing game behind Amari Cooper is where you'd find Njoku ranked. He's the second best option and weapon for Sean Watson, a quarterback. And they have developed a good rapport according to all of the report this preseason so that's the tight end spot i do have a couple defenses here to discuss first off jacksonville jaguars 3500 at the indianapolis colt the jags they do have some pretty good playmakers on defense they are in a great matchup of course against a rookie quarterback and a team whose best offensive player has decided he'd rather hold out and play for this horrible Colts team. Of course, I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor. So you can expect a ton of turnovers and really a completely dominated game from start to finish by the Jags defense and the Jags offense. Washington Commanders, 2,800 against the Arizona Cardinals. I like that they're cheap. They have a very good matchup against an offense that... Honestly, might be the worst in the NFL this season. Quarterback play for the Cardinals is going to be a disaster while Kyler Murray is out. That, of course, is going to give Washington an excellent opportunity. The force turnovers against Joshua Dobbs, who really hasn't, I don't even think he's been in the Arizona uh, organization for two weeks yet. Um, you look at the scoring and you look at their price. They're absolutely my favorite sub-3,000 defense this week thanks for taking the time to join me here today of course this show brought to you by dr i'm lou landers follow me on twitter at landers talks this has been the first and goal week one dfs show and good luck with all your lineups this weekend i'll catch you next time